Yeah, it's been. I don't even know how much of this I can actually put out. (laughs) 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 I gotta really figure out how to, you know, finagle this intro here of us talking about uh, very good people on both sides. The chosen ones. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they are the chosen ones. Mm -hmm. They do have lantern flies now. The Jews? That's recent. (laughs) Yeah, when I'm walking, I'll walk my dog through, you know, suburbia. Yeah. And I'll just see them on the trees now. They're horrifying little bugs. Yeah. When they're beetle form, no one warned me. Yeah. They look like a giant tick. Yeah. Mm. They jump. They're jumpers. Yeah. They're disgusting to see. Yeah. And I panicked and I looked them up and that's how I learned what lanternflies were. They're Mm. infesting my neighborhood. It's it's kind of. It's probably my fault. You think you, you brought, brought, you brought him back? Brought him back up. Yeah, yeah you're, you're gentrifying. <laughs> <laughs> That's gentrification. I just imagine that, like, if the if the Jews do have a pest problem, they're like enchanted pests. It's like, oh my god, we got to get these butterflies out of the apartment. <laughs> so many yeah. beautiful monarchs. <laughs> these gorgeous, gorgeous butterflies. <laughs> the, the weird thing is that's Mexico. Mexico has a butterfly problem. That's where they go. Yeah. So it's like they migrate to Mexico and they like in in massive clouds they go take over Mexico. Hmm. And I was like really terrified of Mexican cartels, but if they can't handle butterflies, <laughs> okay I think I'm it? good. We can go on a trip. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Awesome. Let's go during butterfly season. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to start this podcast. <laughs> we are back. Yes. The chakra poppers are back at it once again. We can't be stopped. Once we pop. <laughs> Keep on popping. We just, we just pop. Yeah. We're unstoppable poppers. <laughs> yes. Let's go. So I am Sydney. I am sitting next to the world champion, Ansley. Hello. And today, our guest is none other than the Miguel Silva. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> what is up, man? So happy to have you. This is exciting. I'm so excited to be here, dude. I've been listening to, you know, Two Jack Bros, you know, originally back, you know, before when it was just... Did you just you, dead you name you us? Saying, <laughs> you saying stuff that was just incomprehensible to human beings and then Ansley translating <laughs> like, well, because Sid, his belief about the world is that... <laughs> And then just explaining like a, you know, a history of crazy rants that you've given her that she's had to download and program to interpret. Well, she's had 23 years of practice. Yeah. Yes. You know, when you live with somebody who is incomprehensible <laughs> for so long. Yeah. You know, you have to constantly make excuses and apologize for them <laughs> everywhere you go. Well, but you, he has a belief that all women are supposed to understand that they, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know where you were going with that, but wherever he was going with that, yes. (laughs) I do believe that and I stand by it and I'm willing to die on that hill. (laughs) But, uh, all right. So, Miguel, you know what we do on this podcast. Yeah. Right. And if you're listening for the first time, thank you. You're welcome, by the way. Uh, What we do on this podcast is we try to prove that you can have any type of sense of humor and still reach a higher consciousness or enlightenment or however you like to describe it. And so what we do is we bring comedians on today. It would be Miguel Silva. And we try to take him through the process of enlightenment by popping open his chakras so that you, the listener, you can reach a higher consciousness just through the hard work that Miguel Silva is about to do today. You ready for that? I, until you described it as hard work, I was ready. I thought now I'm 
kind of worried. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it's the hardest work that comedians do. True. Being honest, it, revealing the parts of yourself that you normally try to hide and mm-hmm. is kind of sort of a driving factor behind decisions that you make, but you try to shroud in. Yeah. Uh, I would never do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, it's hard work. I can, right, true. Anything that I'm not willing to do, I consider hard work. Uh, going down on ladies, uh, <laughs> paying child support. <laughs> All right. So everybody gets the same questions. Ace, let's go. All right. Miguel, what situation or event did you learn the most information from? Um, hmm. uh, okay. Uh, either moving to New York from California. Um, actually, no. It was when, when the pandemic happened and I lost my job. Um, I think that kind of spun me a lot and kind of shaped a reshaped a lot of that ideas that I had because I think of that I was kind of on a track of what was expected of me mm-hmm. and then you know my only belief about continuing to be the guy that I was expected to be was like you just don't fuck up you just every single day you get up you go to work on time you do your work enough that you don't get fired you know you and it just will continue to build and the more days like that you stack up together the better the reward will be ultimately yeah mm-hmm. You know, that's career. That's yeah. But nobody warned you what would happen if, if the world suddenly decided to scam everybody at the same time. No <laughs> matter how hard you tried up until this point, no matter how good you did, it's just suddenly it's all not out of your control. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, oh, whoa. So all of these things where I just like I didn't even kind of focus on developing a personality or like ha- having a sense of values that were like what kind of directed and drove my behavior all like it was all of it was kind of building towards a thing that could just be taken from me for no reason so what was your job before the pandemic uh i mean pretty similar to the job i have now um we don't we don't know (laughs) marketing it was i I would have just left it at that (laughs) yeah Yeah, similar to the job i have now next question (laughs) so you were marketing it was marketing yeah so it was like the easiest job to fire yeah at a time when they were panicking. Yeah. Um, how did they, how did they fire you? Like they call you in the office and like, were they like really apologetic or they yeah, just like, they were, I was actually the last guy that they let go. It was like a week. You of, thought I you watched, like got yeah, through I it. I thought that I was going to be one of the people they kept. Yeah. Um, and it was like the, I think I was the last guy to get fired where they were just like, <laughs> we tried to yeah. keep you. And I was like, I feel like you actually did. And I do appreciate that. Also, I made plenty of money. Okay. Of, you know, the unemployment benefits. Mm. I wasn't making as much money as I was in total, technically, but I also wasn't contributing to 401k. I wasn't paying for health insurance, so I was accruing more uh, money gotcha. in my bank account. Hmm. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't spending gas money. I was Are you just chilling. saying that because you're trying to prove that you were following the government's orders? and staying in during the pandemic yeah, I, I earn my money according to the laws of unemployment and by the way most of that money is something that you've already paid into the government so you deserve to get it back anyway um mm-hmm. no okay. but like it did it, it shook like kind of a lot of my ideas about you know what i was trying to accomplish and what the purpose of accomplishing that would be and it sort of rearranged a lot of priorities in my life to focus on 
more kind of being able to create my own thing than being reliant on a system of something that if I give into without fucking up long enough, it'll continue to give back to me. All right, so just like, like so what were you trying to be? Just so we have an understanding of that. Uh, I was trying to be a guy that made like 100000 by the time I was 30 and like eventually got to be like a, like a CMO or something, you know? I, I you, were on, you were on grind time. Yeah, I was, I was fully like, uh, like I was listening, I was unironically listening to Gary Vaynerchuk podcast to like gain insights about how to accomplish you're trying to be a mogul. You're a young mogul. Yeah, I, was, I wanted to be like an entrepreneur. I wanted to be at least like a, what do they call them? Like a consultant, mm. you know? Okay. So now how do you approach your job differently? Well, I have a good job right now, uh, and I have been working hard at it, but I do You still... better stop. <laughs> you better <laughs> stop you working anything? hard, dude. <laughs> Wasn't that the mistake you made last time? <laughs> no, it's not even about not working hard. It's more just like I don't, I don't look at it as this is the point of everything that I'm doing anymore. Mm -hmm. Now it is, I have to do this all day long, but so that I can continue to do, I guess this. Okay. <laughs> Did it almost take a weight off? Cause like, I feel like sometimes when you're like growing up on that path, it's like, like a really big fear. Like, what if I got fired? Oh my God. Like would I survive? Like, and was it like when it happened where you kind of like, okay, well that happened and I survived and I figured it out. I don't know. I think more that before I was like, you only get fired if you're a loser or an idiot. And mm. then suddenly it was like, oh, uh oh. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, I became maybe a little bit less of a Republican. <laughs> yeah. But you don't think you were sitting just on the cusp of a loser and an idiot? <laughs> no. <laughs> like you were like the last guy here. Like, he's kind of on the border. <laughs> I mean, maybe depending on which way the wind blows, we can keep him. Or not keep them, but you were like, no, I wasn't an idiot. I wasn't a loser. I lost my job no, because I thought of myself as like the shit. Like I was like, I was accomplishing. I was like on the path to being like a young, you know, business guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> young you business know, guy. I was gonna, I was, I was like on the verge of being a guy that like posted on LinkedIn. Yeah. Ooh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was yeah. like about to be like a, a LinkedIn guy, like, hitting people up and being like what do you think about this opportunity hey yo i saw your linkedin and i'm pretty sure that you and i should collab yeah yeah <laughs> i was gonna be the the white beats making linkedin guy okay all right grind time let's go yeah all right so uh, i think you pretty much summed up everything uh and and, and I'll, I'll ask this anyway like so how would you distill what it is that you learned from that experience in just like a, a few sentences I learned that I needed to figure out what I wanted to be more than what was expected of me. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's it's pretty clear. Lesson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's definitely something you got to learn. Yes. Eventually. Yeah. Takes yeah. Some people a long time longer than others. Yeah. Which is not a problem. No. Everybody goes at their own pace. Yeah. I feel like you were looking at me when you said that. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't judging. Yeah, you're like nudging me under the table. Some people take longer than others. It's like, all right, damn it, Anzi. All right. So thank you for sharing that, of course. Now we're going to pop open these chakras from the bottom up. And I'm pretty sure you're aware that the bottom chakra, the root chakra, is located 
in and around the butthole. That's why he came. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was that a Freudian slip? Like, you mean that's why he yeah, came to the show? Yes, I did. Or that's why he ejaculated <laughs> on the way here? Like, what are you talking about? I meant arrived in the this location. No, that's, okay. That's, I'm saving that for the trip home. Yeah. All right. After well, we I also do have popped. a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> It'll After be I get my dark butthole popped. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The chakras will be flowing. It'll be nice. For sure. So Ace, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so Miguel, how did you learn to overcome fear? Um, probably rugby was uh, a big part of it. Um, because you were like, oh, if people see me doing a gay sport, then I can <laughs> develop self-esteem <laughs> because I'll stick with it, even though everybody knows that it's kind of gay. Like, is that why? That was actually exactly, I was, I was so scared that everyone was going to find out I was gay. Um, it was more because, like, I was afraid I was a pussy before. I grew up pretty short. I had, like, a late growth spurt. Mm. And I was going to be a short guy, I thought. And people treated me like I was short. Mm. And then once I got tall, I still kind of had a complex of, like, people kind of. When did you get tall? Uh, junior, <laughs> junior year of high school okay. um, and then i had what i refer to as like second puberty like kind of midway through college where i got chest hair and a jawline okay. which i didn't have like i kind of i was definitely i was just in general for sure a late bloomer yeah but i kind of had it in my head that i was a bitch i think okay like that i was gonna run into a situation where i needed to be tough and i had failed to be mm-hmm. and i think that um, doing a sport where you kind of run head into danger uh, helped me to go. You're, you just have to face it. You just have to anything that you're scared of. You just do it. If you're scared of it, you do it. When you did know? you start rugby? Uh, in college, when, during second puberty. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like how many years ago was that to now? Um, hmm. That would have been like 2013, maybe. 2013? So 10 years ago. So you've been a decade out of bitchness? I'm getting into being, you know, tough. Y- yeah? I'm working on it still, you know? It's a... <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you plan on doing with your toughness? I don't know. I, you know, just in case there's like a war or something. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, put, you're putting yourself in the running for war? Well, you have to be ready, dude. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, just in case there's like a scenario that you need to not be a pussy. I don't want to be a guy that like something cataclysmic happens and I fold. Okay. You know, that's what I was afraid of, that I was going to be a guy that like mentally collapsed when I got faced with like genuine trauma. I got to see what rugby's about. (laughs) That's an intense jump from like, I think I'm going to be a bitch to let's do war. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm ready. Well, no, but like, what are you afraid of? You just have to go at it. Is what you know. But you did wait for your second puberty to go at it. You were like, no, yeah. no, 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 not until like I got a jawline. I'm not gonna. Right. Face Once this. I realized that maybe I am a man, I was yeah. like, oh, well, I should act like it. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> be the the one guy in a rugby scrum without chest hair. Yeah, that's or a true. jawline. <laughs> are you kidding me? I haven't. I haven't overcome fear. Yeah, but. Yeah. You know, if I have to give an answer, it would be the only way that I've learned how to is by, like, doing the thing that you're scared of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have been able to start open mics. Obviously, I like, you know, that's something that I wanted to do since I was, like, 12 or whatever. And it was a thing that 
I all, all my friends all the time are like, oh, it's so cool you're doing that. I've always wanted to like someday do an open mic. Mm. And it's like getting over that idea that it's scary is the first step to realizing that it sucks dick and you have to do it all the time and it's full of the most annoying weird people that you've ever met in your life um, <laughs> did you just nudge me again <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why it would have been funny but, if like the first open mic you did you got tackled by like nine guys <laughs> that would been pretty sick that would have helped i think yeah you would have yeah. been, re- been, been like easier. dude i'm ready let's go <laughs> war <laughs> i had to think of it for a while as like competitive i had to be like oh i have to be funnier than the last mm. guy otherwise mm. it didn't you know yeah otherwise i i was scared i was too scared to do it i think okay mm. so can you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared like any time it doesn't have to necessarily relate to rugby or open mics probably when uh, i moved to new york because i you know i lived in california always and then i Moved to a place where I had to make new friends and like reestablish, I don't know, every relationship. And it was more actually probably before I even got there, <laughs> like yeah. knowing that I was going to move, that I was going to like completely reroute my life. Uh, I was like waking up with full panic attacks. Mm. Always, always, I, I agree with that. We moved around a lot and it was always like a little bit of a trepid, uh, little trepidation every time you move. Cause like you said, you have to reestablish a life in a new place from scratch. Yeah. But then as soon as I would find my new weed guy, I was good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that was before I smoked. I get, I hear you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I would find him before I got to the new place. <laughs> yeah. I would like find people you that were in, in the area rooms, oh like... for sure for sure i'm not gonna move somewhere without a new weed guy are you kidding me reddit slash r contra auction <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but that's uh all right well, well we can consider that a, a fear yeah. chakra pop for sure right yeah that's a fear chakra pop i like it i like the way that feels so you just run head on into the thing that scares you and you'll figure it out while you're in there yeah, it's usually not as scary as it seems like, but you have to kind of take it on with aggression to be able to not get overcome by how scary it is. Okay, that's totally fair. Get aggressive. Yeah, yeah. get aggressive. Let's Ready go. for war. <laughs> Let's go. I, just, I would love to see you preparing for a show now. He's <laughs> like in a bathroom, we must protect this house. <laughs> just, like, holy shit, Miguel. All right, Ace, keep it moving. All right, Miguel, this is a section we like to call my bad. It's an opportunity for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral. We just got done popping Miguel's dark chakras, and oh my God, <laughs> it may have been the darkest. <laughs> Maybe. Dude, we never envisioned it being this dark. But I like it. I hope it, I hope it stays on this track. Yes, yes. <laughs> Take note, people. A whole new level of darkness was popped on this. this uh, well, you'll see. For $1, you can get all of our exclusive content on our Patreon, which not only includes the counter to the podcast you're watching right now, which we call Chakra Poppers After Dark, but we also do some fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's jiu-jitsu matches. Also, be sure to check out Miguel's show, Dork Court, where they stream comedians and you get to make fun of them as they're doing comedy. It's a fun show. And uh, But just go to at like Kool-Aid on Twitch and instagram and what else on anything it's like cool it on anything it's gonna be the show is on youtube and twitch first sunday of every month for now um i'll try to do more but first sunday of every month for now 8 8 8 p.m eastern 
All right. Definitely get on that stuff. And for now, we're going to get back to this episode and we're going to find out who or what Miguel has to apologize to. This is the one I didn't want to do. <laughs> no? Because I, I know these questions. You run yeah. head on into this one, Miguel. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it would definitely be my youngest sister. Mm. Um, <laughs> Somewhere she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was kind of mean as shit to her always because I didn't like her. And it took me a long time and mostly starting to do drugs where I was able to kind of view myself from the third person and forgive myself for certain things that I didn't like about myself Mm -hmm. that I realized that she was reflecting a lot of the things I didn't like about myself. And that's what I didn't like about her. And I've never (laughs) been able to communicate that to her. And I still wouldn't be able to say it to her face. Well, so how... How big of an age difference do you guys have? Um, I didn't mean to make you do math. I apologize. Yeah. I should have just asked you how old you were. Five or six years. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's like a generation. Yeah. It's a, it's a new generation. When you're, yeah, when you're young, that's a big deal. That is a huge deal. So what are some of the things in her that you would see that you didn't like in you that you were being a bitch about? Well, she... she she was a bitch, Sydney. No, she wasn't. <laughs> He's apologizing right okay, now, Andrew. Okay, okay. He was the bitch. Okay. <laughs> I would I would see her emulate things that she had seen on TV into like her personality. Yeah. And I I do that. Or like <laughs> if I'm reading a book, I'll start to act like a character that I like. Yeah. You know? And I'll say stuff like them. And I'm so embarrassed by it every time I catch myself doing it, but I'll do it every time. You should have saw the way he was acting after you read of mice and men. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's running around <laughs> petting rabbits to death. <laughs> so what, what was she emulating that you were like, ugh? Uh, well, she watched a lot of Disney Channel, which I already didn't like. So it was mm. like kind of a combination of an influence of stuff that I didn't like from outside with the stuff that I recognized about myself that I didn't like. So it was mm. like. Mm. So she was using like way too advanced of a vocabulary for her age. I feel like that's what Disney shows are all about. Like making kids seem like they're young adults and they like talk all sassy. Like, was she being sassy? Oh, for sure she was being sassy. Um, I, it was just like kind of mannerisms and stuff, you know? That it's just like, you saw that on TV. That's the only reason you're doing that. As a you little know? sister, I'm like sitting here like, you're not allowed to say you didn't like your little sister. But uh, you totally are. But I'm like, I've never thought about it that way. I've just been like, Older brothers are just jerks sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure your older brother thought of it that way before. I, I don't think that's... Maybe. You're blowing my mind right now. Well, and I, I think also, like, at the time, I was like, well, I'm just trying to, like, correct her from being someone that I don't like. Yeah. Mm. But then, like, looking back, it's more like, no, I was kind of just being a fucking dickhead to her because <laughs> I it, it reminded me, it was like looking into a mirror of my least favorite... Disney characters. Myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you would come in and you would see her watching the Disney Channel and developing a personality around it, was there another channel that you preferred for her to watch, or were there other? <laughs> were there, Put Nickelodeon on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, like, what did you? Yeah, you watch iCarly and not <laughs> fucking Hannah Montana. Yeah. yeah. Right, because you were doing the same thing with you know emulating like books in other media. Yeah. So. Clearly, you thought you were yeah, emulating the right like media stuff. Yeah, that she was like, yeah, she so was what, like reading Ray Bradbury books. Then she could, you know, 
Then she could what? (laughs) (laughs) Then she's allowed to be a a fake pretend person that she's, you know. Okay. All right. So, and before we move on, it's like, what, what, um, what media, what show, what movie did you emulate the most? Like, where, where, where do you feel like you were drawing the most of your personality from? Well, no, that's the, the problem is more that I couldn't get like a consistent guy to be. Mm. It, it was really just whatever I was watching recently was the new character that I was in my head. Okay. You know? Yeah. Did you ever go through a Bruce on. Willis face? <laughs> 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 I don't know why I asked that. <laughs> nah, I, for sure I went through like a Russell Crowe face. Ooh. When I first saw Gladiator, Gladi- I was like, that's yeah, I was like, the yeah, best yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched like, you know, Master and Commander, Beautiful Mind, like I was just all of them. I was like a schizophrenic, like thirteen hundreds. Yeah. Did you ever throw your cell phone at like the help? <laughs> he did that, right? I think so. Yeah. Man, okay. So Russell Crowe. I like that. Yeah, that's a cool guy to be. That's a cool guy. Russell 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 Crowe from the gladiator is a cool guy to be. You want to know why? Because he didn't have a wife and kids. <laughs> Remember they were murdered so yeah. he could go do cool shit. Right. Right. <laughs> he was just a lowly farmer when he had a wife and kids. And then once they were taken, oh, he, he became an estate. You know, oh, he had farmland, <laughs> you know, right. Is that, no. that, is that, <laughs> all right, that is for sure. A pelvis chakra popped open. You're apologizing to your sister for disliking the fact that she was emulating Disney characters. No, what what did you do to show your dislike? Like, what is what was the? Uh... I, I don't know. I just mean to her. I just like anything that she was into. I was like that fucking sucks, and you're being annoying. Mm. I just everything. I was just mean to her. Man, that's one thing that I feel like emulating Disney characters kind of like. The more somebody is like, you suck, and the things you like suck, the more it empowers you. Because I feel like all those Disney characters are kind of, um, they're shitty, right? And people are constantly telling them they're shitty, but then they build up their confidence from still doing what they want to do. Sure. Does that, I don't watch Disney. No. I just like when I turn it on, I feel like, man, these kids are like really confident. Yeah. Yeah. But chakra popped. My bad, sis. I guess maybe your stuff didn't suck as much as I said it was. Well, sucking. no, it was pretty tough, but I should have just kind of let her, you know, work her own way through it without kind of piling on top of whatever she was probably dealing with already as a, you know, pubescent mm. teen. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this before we move on. If you had to rate which one of you at this moment in time were cooler? Oh, she probably is cooler. She lives in Florida now. <laughs> you think he made her cool? I, I, I bullied her into being t- I do believe in bullying for myself. Okay. I definitely got bullied into being cooler. Yeah. 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 I went, she- you know, when I was short, I went through tough times of hard, you know, language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like people called you short. <laughs> well, just, you know. <laughs> People called me a lot of words I'm not supposed to say. Yeah. People were like, hey, could you grab me? Uh, you know, you probably couldn't reach it. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. That hurts. Just picking me up. Yeah. But she also did move to like the hub of Disney. She did. She's probably like super powered down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't tell her nothing in Florida. But yeah, chakra pops. Ace, move us on. All right. We are to the gut chakra. 
So, Miguel, how do you move past disappointment in yourself or in loved ones? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really deal with it. I, tr- I just try to pretend that it doesn't exist. I don't have a healthy way of coping with disappointment. Mm. I kind of... I make up a, a character that I'd read in a book or saw in a movie that is like cool and I go, how would they deal with it? <laughs> Maybe I should just become Batman or, you know? Yeah. No, 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 not Batman. He doesn't deal with disappointment well at all. <laughs> He's probably the worst person to emulate as far as dealing with disappointment. <laughs> he holds on to shit forever. <laughs> he does have a lot of yeah. grudges. Yeah, but uh, uh, okay, Batman. <laughs> Batman, <laughs> Russell Crowe, Batman. All right, I think I got an idea of your personality. Now, um, can you think of a time uh, when maybe you did sports or any type of performance art where you had a disappointment that kind of still lingers in your mind? Like you might think about it from time to time? No. um yeah i guess uh, during rugby there's one time that we went to like uh like a bowl game and i didn't get put on the roster that uh i think shaped a lot of the next couple years for me Mm. um i kind of that's when i started going to the gym like there's there's a a stretch of years where i was going to the gym twice a day three times a day i was like really going nuts and it was the only thing that i cared about and i was did, did you find out which skills? You, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you were, you were lacking in something, which is why they didn't put you on the team. Uh, the coach, I think, thought I was a pussy and I wasn't going to make a tackle in a big game that mattered. And so he picked the guys that weren't necessarily very skilled at the game but would make a tackle. Okay. Mm. Why do you think that? I wasn't very good at tackling. I never... Before rugby, I never played a sport where you tackled. Like I, yeah. I played water polo in high school. I like I rode for a little bit in college. Um, I've I've heard water polo is a like rough sport to play. Yeah, well that that was one when I was uh, goalie. You know, I had to block with my head sometimes, and you have to learn how to not turn your face away from. Yeah, I had to get at it. So you know, I, yeah. there's been sports in general. Maybe was the answer to that other question, but. Okay, so how how were you at not turning away from a tackle? And initially, when you were trying to make tackles, was there a sound you made? Because I would, <laughs> I would imagine for me trying to make an unpad. There's no pads in rugby. You have a human man running at you with knees and shoulders and elbows at full speed, and you got to get in front of him and make a tackle. So I would imagine I would get in front of him and go. <laughs> So you have to not make a noise because the best part <laughs> I heard Michael this. I heard Michael Strahan one time I think it was Michael Strahan say they were like what's your favorite part of playing football and he goes when you get to the quarterback and you hit him hard enough they make a noise sometimes yeah and he's like getting interviewed and the person's like and that's what you like he goes yeah that noise that they make that's what I like about football <laughs> they go <"Ooh."> yeah. <laughs> relate to that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure you you try to get some noises you gotta you gotta lock it down as much as possible no no noises so did you were you immediately not making noises and locking it down (laughs) or did you have to i probably had to get there yeah you probably had a couple (laughs) (laughs) he's coming right at me (laughs) (laughs) all right so (laughs) so you weren't gonna tackle him 
You didn't get put on the bowl team. Yeah. And then you two a days yeah, for years. I, I went nuts. I was practicing. I I took like a tackle pad home. I would just like go to the like local field where I would do sprints and then I would practice tackling. Okay. Um, Did your yeah. team ever make it to a bowl team again? I went to when I was on the next team I was on, we went to a national championship and lost, but you know. But you were on the team. To, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was a starter. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a comeback story. That's a yeah, yeah I love, I love it. that. Yeah, it was a like, nice little underdog story with a little yeah. So I guess with disappointment, I go at it also. Yeah. Hell yeah, that makes sense. Maybe. Yeah, and that is a chakra popped. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, gut chakra popped. Ace, keep it moving. All right, we are to the heart chakra. So Miguel, what have you learned from grief? Hmm. I mean, everything, right? Um, or nothing. Because I haven't... Because if, you know, grief, you usually <laughs> think about, like, death, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't had, like, any key deaths. I did... My, my grandfather died, and I didn't really have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that... Like, I cried a lot when that happened. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that was, like, a time where I learned that, you know... Even if you don't like your family, you do love them. Mm. That that was that's what you learned from grief. (laughs) That's what I've learned from grief is even if you don't like your family, you love them. And sometimes when you like people a lot, you don't love them. So you know that that was kind of an important lesson for me, probably. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, Ace, do you have any follow-ups for that? I don't think so. But it's kind of mind-blowing at the same yeah, time, right? Yeah, It's yeah. like, huh? <laughs> but I don't even know what to, what, how, I don't, I don't know how to move forward <laughs> in this section. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sometimes, even if you don't like a family member, you still love them, and you don't know until they die. it's like oh shit i could have liked them (laughs) well not even necessarily he was kind of a a dickhead you know i don't necessarily like him as a person okay but there was still like a lot but it's my it's me you know like that's regardless of all the parts that are unlikable it's like I don't know. There's still something that's like, that's, you know. So what Disney character was he emulating? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Jafar. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, yeah. So he had like, uh, he was like, still sassy, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. True, Jafar is probably the gayest. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But you know, just kind of like that, like mean, sassy, effeminate man. No, he he was he was like a classic grandfather. Like he's my white grandfather, so he was like, like the he was Trump. You know, he's like what girls hate about Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, when they get really upset, they're talking about my grandfather. Mm. They're probably talking about their own grandfather, but like they're talking <laughs> about my grandfather. It's like he was, uh, just like old school kind of dickhead um patriarch figure okay you know he's like a very succession grandfather Mm. where he was just like only mean 
the only lesson that he had to give was like you're not good enough mm-hmm. uh and then you know that was kind of our only interactions ever mm-hmm. yeah and then still somehow when he died it like broke my heart yeah know? now this was this your mom's dad or your dad's yeah, dad? My mom's your mom's dad. dad okay mom dads can be pretty hard mm-hmm. i feel like dad dads are pretty <laughs> It's like the same dad. <laughs> like, but you know what I mean? Like, like dads can suck. Mm-hmm. And like dads of dads can suck even more. Mm-hmm. You know? But it seems like sometimes the dad dad like is better with the grand grandson than he was with his own kid. Because, you know, like he like softens a little bit mm. so he can give better lessons. And like, I feel like. Mom dads get harder. Yeah. As time goes so. on. Yeah. Maybe. Man, do you know if your grandpa was like cool back in the day? I don't know. He was also like a a war veteran. Mm-hmm. Like he he might have just been like a classic dude, you know? Yeah. Where he was kind of always a hard ass. But you were trying to be a classic dude at one point. Yeah. For your era. True. So maybe once again you saw something in him that you didn't like in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think I think in general that, you know, that was like that's what i've learned from grief is like the the things is when you don't like your family it is almost always you don't like those parts of yourself Mm -hmm. because you kind of all are the same guy you you know when you see like another family talk about each other and they're Mm -hmm. like my sister's such a bitch it's like guess what (laughs) yeah so are you you know you're kind of the biggest cunt i know but your sister probably is also miserable that treated you and turned you into that yeah. You know? That's so, fair. Yeah. But we, we kind of passed down being mean. You got some mean muggers? You come from a generation of mean muggers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I don't think I would have guessed that. You don't you don't seem like you come from meanness. Like you don't you don't strike me as somebody that had to get past meanness yourself, although your sister might agree with you there. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty mean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> if somebody says I'm pretty mean, you yeah. have to believe pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much yeah, every yeah. girl that's broken up with me has told me you're really mean. And you oh. kind of don't ever say nice stuff. You only say mean stuff. Huh. So. Mm. so I take that as you saying true things and disagreeing with their shitty ideas. Preach, brother. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> remember that thing you said I said about women earlier? <laughs> willing to die on that hill ever okay i'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's that's cool uh what you learn from grief is that <laughs> sometimes you don't like somebody but you still love them yeah right which is a is a good lesson to learn <laughs> hey chakra popped yes grief chakra popped ace keep it moving all right we are to the throat chakra so miguel what's a favorite lie that you have told or extra karmic points if it's still in rotation oh, here's this is just a fun one all right, okay. I've done enough honest revealing stuff, I think. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one time I cheated on a midterm in AP world history uh-huh. my sophomore year of high school. And uh, uh, like until now, pretty much, I still tell people like, no, I didn't actually cheat on that test. Mm. Wait, so you tell people you took AP history and they're like, what did you cheat on? <laughs> <laughs> or like, how, do, how does that come up? No, so like I got, I got suspended. Like it, it became this whole thing because like. You got caught cheating? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a whole thing. So I had to like really 
button no, down I didn't. my yeah. lie and like stick to it to the point that like you know my parents were able to get on board and be like well no he didn't use the test that they gave him he threw it out and he studied and then i'm like they wouldn't give me a retest but i'd like done all the studying so i went and took the ap test even though they wouldn't let me be in the ap class anymore mm-hmm. how'd you do on the ap i test? got a five. Oh, that's pretty good And the teacher publicly apologized to me yeah oh. And what, you cheated by getting your hands on an old test? Well, there's two classes, and the class before us took the test the day before. Yeah. And the way the teacher had it, it was like, here are the questions, here's the Scantron. Put them both in a pile at the front of the class. And then, like, one guy, the thing is, he got caught because he didn't just slide his, we were actually doing it all year long. (laughs) We were doing it for every test. We took, like, weekly tests. So it's like, if you were the class before, you'd keep your test, you'd give it to the other guys. They would study it together. They'd do better on the test. Yeah. Um he sought as an opportunity to make money sold it to a couple of people he just gave me one because i had given him them before in the past but um he went up to the pile and he took like six more and so the teacher collected them and was like i'm missing 10 tests yeah he didn't notice it in that class he noticed it right before our test yeah so he was like watching all of us um. and then like i had a good score and he was like something's going on here and then eventually one of the kids ratted us out and then, you know, it became, well, I got suspended. I had to go to summer school. I got failed wow. for the class. While I'm in summer school, I get the results back. I got a five, which is, you know, the best score you could get. Yeah. And like everyone, <laughs> I like showed everyone. I was like, see, I didn't cheat. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Until recently. And got I, apologies. Yeah, I got yeah. apologies. You like, yeah, you People should apologize. to me. And I was like, well, no, yeah, that's right. I was honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still feel like I'm still going to say this, even, even though you got your public apology. I'm still going to say, I think this is the first lie that we were told that nobody believed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like my, I, my mom believed it. So I got away. Like, I didn't really get in trouble for getting suspended. Yeah. I, I had to go to summer school. So that what, what would your mom enough. have you ever told your mom? What would she that I, I think by now she's probably sorted it out and just gone. Whatever. Yeah, your sister's gonna clip this part and send it to your mom. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be a very nefarious Disney character thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it doesn't work because, like, the mom sees him. She's like, "Oh my god, he's so honest!" And she's like, "No!" <laughs> and then the camera zooms in on her screaming. Yeah, yeah, you know, Disney stuff. No, there's one time a couple of years later that my uncle was like calling me out for it. And he's like, we know you cheated. And I was like, no, I got a five on the AP test. He goes, yeah, you studied to prove that you didn't cheat because you cheated. You wouldn't (laughs) have studied that hard. You would have got a three on that test if you had never got caught. Yeah. Uncles get it. Yeah. Uncles get it. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stop telling the truth, loser. (laughs) But yeah, that's for sure a dark threat. I'm not dark. We're still on the regular episode. That is a threat. It was pretty dark. But (laughs) (laughs) the thing is, I still tell people when I, when I tell people that story, I, I still tell them that I didn't cheat on the test is the thing. (laughs) Yeah. And so I like, I, I had to like put it so much in my head that it is the narrative that I've stuck to until like, yeah, because like you realize I, that the narrative that he has is that he was so smart at history <laughs> that they couldn't believe he wasn't cheating. Right. Like, yeah. That's how well he knows history. Yeah. Like advanced placement history. 
Just too good. Too good. Yeah, too good. <laughs> well, that is, I went to do history in college just because I was like, mom. <laughs> well, all you have to do is lie. just read the book right before the test it's like a story yeah, yeah. you know it's really yeah. did easy every, to remember the other kids that were in this test taking ring did they all go down during this time too or it was just you that got like well no yeah a bunch of people got suspended uh, yeah it, it was a big deal they didn't actually they got a tip that we had been doing it all year but they're like we're not gonna we don't think that we would have found out by now if you guys were doing it all year. Uh, and I was like, yeah, good point. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was like, Miguel, we know you cheated. You got the same exact score as the rest of these people yeah. with the same exact thing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you? That's how we, yeah, we got caught. Got cheating. Hot, yeah. Yeah we got, yeah. We got caught cheating on CAD in college. Like the, we have to like make schematics and shit. Yeah. A, a, per, a person in my group got somebody else's who was done. Didn't tell the rest of us in the group that he had cheated and he got us all in trouble. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, I don't, <laughs> it's like my, the reason why I got out of it is because they believed me very immediately when I said, uh, I don't know this stuff well enough to cheat. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you don't. <laughs> so, but you're failing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. You failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change majors now. So, but that is definitely a dark, I mean, damn, I keep saying that. That is yeah. a throat chakra popped wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ace, keep it moving. All right, we are to the third eye, so we're out of the physical into the metaphysical. So, Miguel, what's something that you've always thought of as separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned it's really the same? This is one that I never was able to think. You know, like, because I would listen to this, and I'd go, oh, what would I say? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I... I. All right, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> what is something that you've always thought of as separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned it's really the same? Mm, I hate that. Um, but I'm not going to sit here. Just people. Um, I, especially the more acid I do, uh, I've really like come to the conclusion that we are a single being that's been iterated into you know infinite you know interpretations of perspective it's like i hate this answer people i realize that we are all just born it's like dude I, we're, I feel like we're in your way right now uh so when when did you come to this conclusion that and, and can you can you just uh say it one more time maybe differently uh I, i'm just curious to hear you talk it out again i, I mean it's just the every time i trip i kind of think about it mm-hmm. um but you know i my 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 feeling is that the purpose of existence is perspective okay because Without a, being able to observe reality, it essentially doesn't exist. And if you were able to observe everything at once, it wouldn't matter. And so the individual perspective is like necessary to be able to impose purpose on existence. Um, and so we are god or whatever you know like we're all just an iteration of a single entity that 
the purpose of is to kind of go out and get you know, like an interpretation of existence to bring back to whatever the collective unconscious is. So that's how, so that's why you do blackface. <laughs> to get a sense I, of the other perspective. I get it now. <laughs> yes, I get it now. When I first met him, he was in black. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, what, what do you, what do you do with that information? Like, what do, how do you, how do you experience, how, how does that affect your experience with people or your experience with life? Like that, that perspective. It doesn't really, it's the same way that like, I start to think about like how important the earth is, you know, because it's like, we are only able to exist here. It makes me sad about the idea of like trying to be an interplanetary species and like <laughs> living on a different planet where we have to like try to terraform it. But then when I'm not tripping, wait, wait, I don't care about... about yeah, because imagine like the Earth is the Garden of Eden and then like we're all living on other planets where we're pretending it's Earth by creating like these ecosystems that kind of mirror what we remember the Earth was like because we destroyed it. It makes me very sad to think of like us by necessity living on Mars and like trying to recreate what it was like to be on Earth. I love that you stumped him. I, I'm just like, man, he really doesn't like moving. Yeah. <laughs> like, <good Lord. laughs> I mean, that's uh, all right. <laughs> all right. And remember, folks, he was tripping when he came up with this. Yeah. yeah. All of those are our thoughts I've had on acid. Um, but it, it, that's the problem. It's like when I come back, I don't care anymore. It's like good lesson learned. Mm. But yeah, you know, what, what do you do? Nothing really. Because like I don't, I don't really, when people talk about like environmental science, yeah, I'm dead. In it. <laughs> it's just like you can't convince me. To not I'll recycle, I guess. Yeah. If I have both options, if there's two bins and I can toss one into the recycling. But mm -hmm. if there isn't, I'm not like, I don't even have a recycling bin in my house. Doesn't, it just doesn't even. Okay. Wait, so are people the recycling bin? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like what, like what are, what, what are, if we're, if we're all one person. Yeah. What are we? Was that a good question? Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> like that's God. That's a, you know, but all together. a lot of people are trying to answer that. Yeah, we're the only like single entity that's like us that we've been able to observe in all of existence. So I got happy for a know. second, but then I got unhappy because <laughs> when you said God, yeah, and then Ansley and I was like, oh yeah, shit, I could, I'm God. Yeah. yeah, but then the way you said it was like, no, the combination of all people yeah. together yeah. is God. Yeah. So I'm just like an infinitesimally small part. You're like part of its toenail. You don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> God, dude, you're part of his heart, dude. Aw. <laughs> I think you just called me gay. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that answer, though. Yeah. People, we're all the same. Mm -hmm. We are all, no, nobody's different. We're all just God. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a third eye chakra popped mm -hmm. and I can say that because I'm God. <laughs> <laughs> so Ace, keep us moving. All right. We made it to the crown chakra. Woo! So Miguel, two parts. What is one thing you can't give up and why? And what would giving it up mean? I guess masturbating. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I told uh, you he was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I know a comer when I see a comer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't give up heterosexual sex because that would make me gay. Um, damn. Actually, or here's, here's another one I don't have an answer for. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty good at giving stuff up. I think up. we're circling an answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I mean, I, obviously, I couldn't stop coming if I wanted to, dude. It would just happen on its own. Uh, no, I'm trying to think of, like, an actual answer, but I don't know. I, like, uh, I wouldn't like to give up smoking or drinking. I wouldn't, you know, whatever vices I have, I I wouldn't like to give up working out or like, you know, Okay, but, but everything, there's nothing that I do that I think that I couldn't stop doing. Yeah. You know, like video games, I do a lot and it's probably not a great habit, but like there's been times in my life that I've just kind of cut video games out. Okay. Hmm. Well, what about vice vices in general? Like, could you give up all of your vices? Having any vice? Yeah. No, for sure not. I definitely would need some sort of like outlet of like bad shit to do. Gotta be a bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't be able to exist without being a little bit of a bad boy. (laughs) So you need an edge is what you're saying. You gotta have some edge. Well, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I probably could. I probably could. No, because I would still, like, have, like, some sweets or something. You know? I couldn't be an absolute perfect person. That's nuts. You think a viceless person is a perfect person? I guess, yeah. Would you hang out with a viceless person? No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) This is undesirable to be perfect. Okay. I think think even in the subtext, Jesus was, like, Fucking those whores. You know? I, I mean, even if he wasn't, like, he was washing their feet. Yeah, they were washing his feet. It's all very sensual. Yeah, if you found out that, uh, if you found out that your homeboy was washing hooker feet on a pretty regular basis, yeah. part of you would be like, Ew. And everyone else was, like, trying to leave the room or, like, get her to stop. And he's like, nah, it's cool, guys. You can watch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's a look what she's doing. That's not perfect behavior. That's his vice. Yeah, that was like before hand washing was popular too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they didn't wash anything. Yeah, I think that was like the vice. <laughs> Watching hooker feet. <laughs> like, he was also a big drinker. You know. Yeah, always having wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't couldn't let the party stop. Yeah. Yeah. So. So Jesus wasn't perfect. Uh, I, I, he was a hooker foot washing alcoholic dude yeah <laughs> he's pretty much homeless he was a vagrant yeah. yeah yeah and a social nuisance well it depends on it depends on what perspective well, you were looking at by the jews oh that's fair <laughs> right? that's totally fair pick oh some God. things up <laughs> Yeah, see, he was actually he's very destructive to the community. <laughs> just riding around on his hover sandals, just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miguel. Oh wait, no. So what would what would give? Okay, we already talked about that. Would be would mean he would be a perfect person, right? And nobody wants to hang out with a perfect. Yeah, person. Yeah, and, and that's undesirable to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. I, yeah. Yeah. Like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Undesirable. Like Jesus. <laughs> but he's not perfect. Yeah. We proved that. Yeah. 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 So we did it again. Yes. Miguel, that was it, man. How do you feel? Strong. Hell yeah. Nice. That's good. I feel, I honestly, I feel kind of queasy. Yeah, it's, uh, you can't take any of it back. Yeah, I talked, I talked about a lot of stuff that yeah. I struggled to kind of admit out loud. I haven't even talked to a therapist about. Okay. That makes me feel pretty good. Yeah. Because uh, next time I talk to my therapist, I'm going to talk about this stuff. <laughs> like, I know you want to talk about me, but Miguel was so mean to his sister. <laughs> she was just being sassy and cute. But uh, yeah, and we didn't even ask you, do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, so we're about to, about to get into that Patreon. Yes. $1, by the way, gets you all of our exclusive content on the Patreon which not only includes the counter to this podcast, which we call Chakra Poppers After Dark, but we also do some fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's jiu-jitsu matches. And then, Miguel, do you have anything to promote? Uh, yeah, I, um, follow me on Twitch or YouTube. It's at like Kool-Aid, uh, L-I-K-E-K-O-O-L-A-I-D. Uh, people apparently struggle with spelling Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> I'm do, I, do a, I do a monthly show called Dark Court uh that i just i get my friends to that from the open mics to come do stand up on stream and then you talk shit about them in the chat and then i read my favorite comments to them uh <laughs> and it's mean we call them fat we say that we can see the outline of your little small penis and it's embarrassing for you you're clearly balding and you're a loser it's so much fun <laughs> it's a great time yeah nice so if you want to talk about tiny penises with yeah. your friends, <laughs> which obviously you do, everybody does. It's a lot of fun to do. It is. It is. Especially when you can like discern that maybe it's tinier than yours. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> that tiny penis is disgusting. Yeah. That's, that's a line. That's actually right under being too small. Yeah. So we're going to hop into the Patreon now. So follow us over there. And if not, Thank you for watching anyway. We still love you. <laughs> and we are out. See ya.